friends, friends, friends. Welcome to Find Your People, episode 11, the first one that is going to be live, not live, timely put on all the platforms. JT, JT Clements has now got us on all the things. Mandy, are you excited? I'm so excited. So excited. It's going to be easier for people to listen. Yes. Very fun. Yep. Birch, Birch has already said thank you now I don't have to pause it when I want to text you about something I can just text you while I keep listening there we go there we go we are I'm not exactly sure how the algorithms and all these places work but if you get a moment if you would like I don't know do all the things like subscribe share whatever you do on there I don't know follow I think you follow on Apple Podcasts, um and we'll see what happens? <laughs> I think that's our motto. Yep, we'll just see. <laughs> We're trying our best. We'll just keep going and see what happens. <laughs> well, it's been a crazy week for me. I, I have been very out of touch, so I cannot, this is all going to be new information for me, for Mandy, so I can't wait to hear how her, her your week has been, Mandy. So um, I know a little bit of what you want to talk about today, and um we are all in a little bit of mourning this week. So talk to us and tell us how you're doing in your time of grief. I mean, a week ago today, there was still hope. There was but still it's hope. Gone now. It's no, gone now. The hope is gone. Uh, my friend Casey was listening to all the old podcasts uh, over the weekend and she texted, she said, it's really sad to hear all that hope in your voice. <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen. We all She's feel like it. you full on predicted a Braves Dodgers NLCS. <laughs> that would have been great. I mean, I didn't think it would happen two years in a row, but here we are. Here we are. Two years in a row. Um, the Phillies just creamed us. Um, yeah, they did. Um, and they are still in Fuego. Um, they have played the first two games against the Diamondbacks. Um, and they have creamed the Diamondbacks. Really? Oh, yeah. That's Kelly and I were like, are we watching these games? So we turned on the first game. I said, I, I think I'll watch it. I'll try to watch it. And if they, they start winning, like, really, like, I may have to turn it off. My heart may, may not come in, but... So we started watching, and Kyle Schwarber hit a home run, I think, on the first pitch of the game. Wow. Um, and then Bryce Harper hit a home run. Oh, Bryce. Like, all right, this is, we're out. Yep. Um, I didn't even turn it on last night. Okay. It's 110 to nothing. Yeah. That is painful. And it's like last year when the Phillies beat us, it was kind of like, oh, well, isn't this fun? The Phillies have really stunk all season and now they're hot and they're doing what we did last year and so I like followed them on Instagram and I watched them and I rooted for them yeah I don't feel that this year <laughs> I, I know so I um as y'all know if you've listened to all the episodes I um love baseball but the games were just too long so I've recently come back around to MLB and I already hate them <laughs> It didn't take long. I, I got wish, them to win. I mean, watching that, that I mean, kudos to their fans. Like, it, oh. and I heard somebody on the podcast, on a podcast talking about it. Uh, it it's not just that, that, that it's sold out. Like, lots of stadiums sell out. Right. Truist Park sells out. And it's not just that their fans get excited in big moments. No. It's that their fans stay at a minimum of a nine. The whole time. And most of the time, they're at a 12. Yeah. Like, it's just non-stop. Yeah. And we we sat them down for a little bit. Last last Wednesday night, Spencer Schreier, as I predicted, came yeah. out shoving. And uh, we did sit them down for a little bit, but I mean. I blame the beard. He should have kept the mustache. He was doing great with the mustache. And then you want to get all fancy and grow out the beard. And I was like, Strider, that's not what we need, honey. We need... We need the stash. We need well, that stash attitude. 
It's funny. Um, probably my favorite Braves podcast is one that's called 755 is Real, which is a reference to Hank Aaron's 755 yeah. home runs as yeah. opposed to Barry Bonds. Um, and it's by the Braves athletic, uh, for the, the beat writer for the athletic. Um, his name is David O'Brien, and his co-host is Erica Flaherty, who's a former reliever for the Braves. And I thought their, like, wrap-up was really interesting talking about um, Strider's post-game interview and yeah. how Dave said he's, like, Strider, Strider's got it figured out. What makes the Braves so good through the regular season 162 is that they're just even killed. And that's not going to make you good in the postseason. And so they've just got to figure out what to do. And, you know, Snip uh, came up under Bobby Cox. And Bobby Cox had a lot of the same issues in the 90s. They won, you know, they would win the division every year. And then they only won one World Series. So, you know, we'll see. It's in Alex Anthopoulos, I trust. Um, and so if anybody can figure it out, it's, it's AA. But in the meantime... Go Rangers. I mean, is that who we're pulling for? That's who we're pulling for. Okay. They are I'll playing. do what you tell me because, I again, I'm still navigating being back in. So if you yeah. tell me to pull for the Rangers, I'm I'm not pulling for the Phillies. I know that. Yeah. So the Phillies are playing the Diamondbacks. And I, the Diamondbacks are fine. They're, They're just never going to win. Young. They're yeah. not going to be able to beat the Phillies. Um, the Rangers are playing Houston. So, of course, boo, we, we boo. want Houston to lose. Yep. Um, the Rangers are coached by Bruce, uh, or managed by Bruce Bochy, who was the manager for St. Francisco when they had their run of World okay. Series back with Madison Baumgartner and that whole, that whole crew. So, post Bonds, like, um, oh, who's the kid from South Georgia that was their catcher whose name just left me? Buster Posey. Buster, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And Madison Baumgartner in that group. Um, so, and he retired, and he's come back. So, he's like the old, you know, grizzled coach. He kind of lets that. kids play. Yeah. Um, and they actually, they have two pitchers in their minor league system, um, mm -hmm. whose names you will remember. Jack mm -hmm. Leiter. What are you eating? You do not need to be eating it, whatever it is. Jenny, not Katie. Um, well, I mean, I'm not eating yet, so I knew it wasn't me. Oh, <laughs> um, but Jack Leiter and Kamar Rocker are both coming up through the Rangers. Okay. So, um, hopefully they'll be, I think Jack, Jack made it to AAA this year, I think, and Kamar had to have Tommy John. Oh. So, yeah. But anyway, so hopefully we'll be seeing both them with the Rangers soon. Anyway, so we're- The Rangers. Greg Maddox's brother, Mike Maddox, is their pitching coach. Stop it. So, listen. I love that. Plenty to root for for the Rangers. Their big dog stud is Corey Seeker. Okay. Who was with the Dodgers. He kicked our butts when he was with the Dodgers. Um, so, now he's with the Rangers, and which is good. We don't have to see him quite as often. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, go Rangers. Go Rangers. Yeah. But other than that, I hadn't. I had all, at one point in time, I had like three things, three different places I felt like I needed to be this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and sort of all of that got canceled. Um, and it was, I love it. It, it happened in a series such that uh, I didn't have time to get a pet sitter. Mm. Dog has been asleep all day. Now she's up and wandering around, just of in course. case you're wondering. Um, of course, she was waiting for me. She was, she, she heard your voice. She got curious. Um, so anyway, so I was just here, but the, what a great time of year to be home. Um, it's funny. I had a morning walking her early in the morning and I thought this is when I fell in love with the beach and it ended up, that was the 10 or 11 year anniversary. I can't remember now yeah. of the day I actually moved in. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a great time to be down here. The weather's great. Fall break is over. Praise the baby the Jesus. Um, so it's good. Things are good. Um, and it's just, you know, a, it was one of the things I was possibly could have done was go to Moultrie for the uh, 
reunion, my dad was the choir director of Moultrie, the acapella choir, and it was started 90 years ago, and they had a 90th birthday reunion, and nearly uh, 300 people sang together yeah uh, on that stage on saturday night wow um so but you know it was i heard from several old friends and you know i have my group of girlfriends that i grew up with who, sure. you know, for my sisters um but these were more sort of like family friends you know you, you, know, you throw yeah. a pebble you throw a pebble in the water and you have the concentric rings that yeah. come out Sometimes those outer rings are like just as important because a hundred percent. These folks have lived through every bit of my life with me. Like yep. literally, were at the hospital when I was born. Yep. You know everything that has happened, and when you have those kinds of friends, and you don't have to explain your decision making and your reasoning, and they understand and they um edify your decision yes listen it's just sounds like a sermon starter to me i'm stealing that so thank you leah thank you leah for being that person for me this weekend it was greatly needed i appreciate it so tell us about you you have listen you have exciting times somebody at her first wedding i'm exhausted i don't know if you can tell (laughs) you're allowed the bags under my eyes are large um so last week we talked about you know I was away from him I was writing and doing all things for church and then I came to Macon for the weekend because I did my first wedding (laughs) and it was great on many levels um and um you know I I got him married which it was almost the least of the accomplishments The groom who is precious has these three hilarious boys. And I think my greatest accomplishment this weekend was that none of them passed out or threw up during the ceremony. That was the biggest accomplishment. Gotcha. Yeah. I I, I heard it cats well enough. Um, but their sister is I never met and is gorgeous and sweet and wonderful and has this cute little baby and he had on one of the little bubbles with his name on it. And I just, ooh. and um, the bride's daughters who I had not seen since they were, you know, T90 or grown women with jobs now. And uh, it was great to see them. And it was funny. A lot of people at the wedding I've known forever, like you said, one of those ripples. Um, but they, they, some of them didn't even know I was a preacher and had never heard me <laughs> preach. And so did you have like your robe? I did. Okay, because I was going to say, I was going to say, robe, and they were like, they probably would have thought you just got one of those internet. Yeah. Nope. And um, it but it was very um, you know, sometimes it's hard to preach in your hometown, as Jesus said, but it everybody was so kind, and especially the women were um, very affirming and loved hearing a female voice. Listen. Um, I, I, you and I have talked about this. Yeah. My senior pastor is a woman. Yep. Our uh, associate pastor was a woman until my dear friend Carla just yeah. moved away. Our music director was a woman yeah. until COVID. Um, but so for many years now, the only voices I have had leading my church have been women. Oh, and I, it's weird now because since Carla left, our choir director, He's yeah. also our associate pastor and yeah. he's and then he's a great man and I like him a lot. Sure. It's Not just weird to hear a man up there, yeah. you know. I grew up with female pastors, so it's not weird to me, but it's weird to so many people, and that's weird to me. And um, I mean, I talk about this if you want I don't usually plug this here, but I have another podcast um that I have whole episodes on women in ministry. And so if you're interested in that take on it, I say a lot about it over there but um it was just so nice to hear this weekend nobody was mean or hateful like some can be about it um but everybody was just supportive and loving and it was just wonderful now here's what I do have to do and I, I don't know if I sent you this picture or not but 
I am, um, some would say short and the bride and the groom are not. And so you have to play where's Waldo with Katie in the pictures when I'm <laughs> doing the wedding. Cause you can only see my eyeballs above their shoulders. <laughs> so I really need a box. I think oh, okay. around my trunk. Um, so I'm going to, yeah. So there's that. That's funny. I've never thought about that. Yep. So I'll put that picture um, online so you can just see my little eyeballs. <laughs> uh, they did like move to the side when I did the homily. So that was, people could actually see me during that, but the rest of the time it was just this. That's so funny. Um, I went to Creeders, which is my favorite place. I didn't get to spend very long there, but um, if you're in Macon, you already know about it, but if you visit Macon, You've got to go to Creators. They're the nicest people. Go in there and tell them I sent you. Uh, it's Katie and is the girl that always waits on me. And um, anyway, they're lovely. So I got some good stuff. I'm sure I will talk about some of it in a Find Your Food segment. Um, and then I get this notification on my phone this week from um, Mandy challenging me here's my sports because I was at, in the wedding Saturday so I didn't really watch many sports on Saturday um Auburn got a whooping hey Jenny from LSU like a whooping from LSU so I'm glad I didn't watch it I was dancing on the dance floor at the wedding good um but I get this challenge if you saw it on insta with our boy from Notre Dame, Mr. Sam Hartman, with this big old piece of wood in his hands. <laughs> and I, I saw the picture and I said, I don't know what this about is about, but I sure yeah. hope Peggy explains it to me. And you know, look, if nothing else, I consider myself an investigative journalist. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me forever to find it. <laughs> but I know what it is. Oh, good. I can't wait to hear. Yes. All about his wood. <laughs> All about some wood that Sam Hartman was holding. Um, so it is, you know, a lot of games, a lot of old, old rivalries, especially have trophies of some sort. Some are really weird. Some are just cups. Um, this happens to be one of the really weird ones. This is a jeweled shillelagh. As you do. Um, that is given to the winner of the USC Notre Dame game every year. And it is made yeah. of a Blackthorn, Blackthorn sapling from Ireland. And it has two kinds of... Can we pause? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does USC have Irish heritage? I, I don't know, but it's a really old rivalry. Dating back to the 20s. Okay. Um, so um, it was original. So all the, um, it has medallions on it for the winners. And in 1952, Howard Hughes sent his pilot and plane over to Ireland to get this piece of wood a blackthorn sapling because it's harder than an Irishman's head <laughs> and fly it back to LA uh, to be used as this trophy for the USC Notre Dame game. So it's Howard Hughes, who we all know had, you know, went round the bend. Peed in a lot of bottles. So According it to might explain why it's so weird because it <laughs> Howard Hughes started it. Okay. It was, this thing was started in 52 but the the all the um, medallions on it date back to 26 which was the first game and if uh, usc wins they put a gold trojan head with a ruby eye on it with the score and if notre dame wins they put a gold shamrock with a sapphire uh sapphire no sapphire emerald in it emerald with the score on it and if it's a tie, and there have been five ties, Stop it. we don't tie anymore, but back in the day, um, they put a joint 
medallion. And there are five of those on there with a ruby and an emerald. And so the original one was retired back in 89 and it's at Notre Dame in a glass case, I'm sure. And so they have a new one now that's kind of a replica and it's bigger because they were running out of room. So I don't know if that picture of Sam Hartman holding wood is the original <laughs> or the new one. But that is the mystery of the picture. Listen, listen thank you for your service. Look, don't challenge me, ma'am. Thank you for your service. Yeah. And, and I think, I, I'm guessing maybe, guessing maybe Howard Hughes was a USC alum. I have and, a, he was in LA, so yeah. And he and that's why it was like the fact that it's from a yeah. sapling from Ireland. That was just him. Yeah, that was just him being weird. It wasn't that USC has any yeah. Irish heritage. That was and I can I found an article I could on the Trojan side of things, so on the USC site. So I can definitely link that up <laughs> in the show notes if you care to learn more. So I'm guessing that Notre Dame won. And that's why Sam Harmon was holding his wood. I think that's from last year. Because I don't think they've played yet. Or maybe they did oh. play. And they, I don't so know. So they're just getting hyped up or yep. something? Okay. Yep. There are 48 Shamrocks and 36 Trojans and five combined. So um, Notre Dame is winning the series is what that tells me. Yes, indeed. Yep. So, we broke the code. I gotcha. You want to know something? <laughs> So I'm nothing, I'm nothing if not an investigative journalist. Preacher, forget <laughs> it. Student, <laughs> investigative journalist. I'm your girl. Ding, ding, ding. Listen, <laughs> we appreciate your service. Hey. That's what I'm I will also do everybody the service of telling them to go check out little Sam Harmon if they have not. Oh. Honey. What are you? Oh, that's. My friend Kelly and I were talking about it. And she said, well, all I know about him is that she said, I just liked him because uh, she said, first of all, she said, she sent me the picture and she said, yeah. he's giving me Dansby energy. And I was like, yes. I can see that. Yes, he's got the flowing locks. Yeah. And the beard. The beard. And yeah. He's real pretty. Yeah. And I, I said, well, I actually just sent that picture to my friend Katie to tell me why he's holding that thing. Um Say and, it. Uh, what is he holding, Mandy? His wood. He's holding. There we wood. go. <laughs> We're explicit, y'all. On if we, we are, might as well. Uh, but she said, "Oh, well, I just liked him because I saw him being nice to that dude quarterback when he got hurt." Yes. But I said, yeah. "Well, you know, he also wears a tooth around his neck." Does wear a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sam is an onion with many layers. He has concentric circles. He too. does. Concentric he also, right where yeah, I, yeah. He okay. I believe he's 45. <laughs> his, he's beard would, those, his beard would indicate such. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those players that they use COVID as the excuse, but I believe he's been playing long enough to be 45. I think he's breaking some rules in there somewhere. Listen, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So uh, I, I, while I was on the coast doing my investigative journalist, I was actually down there um, meeting with a group of clergy women. We're forming a little support group, which I'm so excited about. Uh, they're lovely women. So we had our first group meeting together with a bunch of other groups from the same program. And it was so fun. We were on the marsh um, at a place called Wesley. Um, Oh, God. Wesley Retreat, maybe. Anyway, I can link that site, too. You can rent it. It's beautiful. Um, the sunrises were beautiful. It was just lovely. They don't have Wi-Fi, so I was able to unplug and really just rest and Sabbath and enjoy some fun stuff. But it's really close to um, Savannah, which is one of my favorite towns. So last night we went in and we did an old house tour, which I had not toured the house that we did, the Owens house. We had the best little tour guide. She was so cute. And they, they did it in a very sensitive way. So we started back in the slave quarters and they really highlighted those people. There was a big wall of wooden planks and with the names of all of his slaves on it. 
and they have done a lot of investigating to put names to these people. Um, and it was just lovely. And the house, you know, was, you know, ill-gotten gains and all kinds of fun stories. But they had also done a really good job restoring it, um, which I love historic restoration. Um, so it was fascinating to me. They had done color analysis of a lot of the rooms. And so they had gotten the original paint colors back. Um, the dining room had something I'd never seen before. It was wrought iron um, crown molding that looked like shells. Wrought iron. Wow. It was crazy. It was beautiful. It was so It looked crazy. like shells. So like the, the design in the wrought yep. iron was, it was a shell. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like plaster is what it looks like because it's painted white, but it's wrought iron. Um, and this guy was a was big into shipping, so he made like the second floor um, um, had a split staircase to get up to it. And then once you were up there, there was a a bowed wooden bridge back to the back half of the house. It was just the craziest thing. I loved it. So I was in heaven. Um, That's fun. It had this great portrait of this guy with his big bushy eyebrows. It was just amazing amazing so that was fun and then we went if you're in savannah one of the best um places i've been in a long time is called 1790 indian restaurant it's very haunted but they have great food <laughs> and it's owned by a retired methodist minister so we kept the methodist there you go theme all week <laughs> but it was great and i was with my little friend my new group um, most of whom I've known for a while, but it, it was just so, it was so good to be in community with um, other female clergy. And I'm so excited about all the fun, crazy stuff we're going to get into. Good. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So it was good. And then I drove back today. And then when I got back today, <laughs> a friend of mine, um, he's also named Mandy, Mandy Miller, and I love, and you and I love this too, and we haven't talked about it yet, but uh, we love the Royals. We love to follow the drama. Your your love of the Royals runs a little deeper than mine. Really yes, deep. I, 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 I'm sort of sick with just the, the British Royals. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, this is British. So last night, y'all, if you know anything about Queen Elizabeth, you know that especially toward the end of her life, she wore one tiara and one tiara only, the girls of Great Britain and Ireland. And it is the quintessential diamond tiara. It's got the perfect profile. It's light. Do you, do you yourself have a replica? I have a replica of the girls of Great Britain and Ireland tiara. It will come back out on Halloween. Never fear. Um, it's usually implied, but, you know, occasionally it comes out. I didn't think because it was so correlated with Queen Elizabeth that, you know, I was thinking Charlotte may break it out like two generations later because that's a big deal. Because, I mean, it was all she ever wore. Y'all, Queen Camilla had the courage and the audacity. The courage and the audacity. I'm still not sure how I feel about it. We have to call her Queen Camilla. Yeah, because that's what she is. Just like we have to call some of our presidents president, even though we don't like them. She, I mean, that's some, I don't, I don't know. I'm still sitting with it, but I just got it before we recorded. So I thought I would share it with Mandy. I mean, that's, I got, that's some courage. I just, I have nothing for her altogether. I don't lover i'm trying to give the whole situation grace because they really didn't have a choice but i still don't love her and for her to like so soon that's some audacity you can't be surprised she, I, listen, I really when am somebody when somebody shows you who they are believe them the first time you know that's great dating advice and great life advice and you're right. You're right. I should have known she would have the audacity, but she had it yesterday. Woo! I mean, it, not, she's got good to hair. I am not surprised but, at all. Well, now yeah. that she's popped that cherry, maybe Catherine can wear it and not make everybody mad. 
<laughs> I just all I have to say is tampon. I know. I know. Look. And if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> King Charles tampon. Or he's Prince at the time, but Prince Charles tampon. We're explicit, but I'm not that's just gross. That's foul. Yeah. Oh, and um, speaking of, so how about some yeah. food talk? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so to end my trip today, I decided I would take a little detour between Savannah and Macon to my favorite place. Y'all know I love a good food place. Stripland's is great. I just need you to pause for a second. Yep. Just got a text. From Jason Isbell. I want to know what that's about, <laughs> ma'am. After I finish with my food, I'll never get used to it. I want to know why Jason Isbell texts you, but we'll get to that in a minute. That's it. <laughs> so, M&T Meats in Hawkinsville is the best, I think, the best butcher in the state of Georgia um they are it's like a european butcher and they have you know when you go to the store and you buy a chicken breast and it's as big as your face and you're thinking that's not the real size of a chicken right right it's a whole that's the size of a whole chicken not its breast right so they sell quality stuff they're kind they will do anything you ask. I have been into Stripland's more than once because there's one up by me and ask them to package things individually because, you know, it's just me. And they question me and look at me sideways. So I went into uh, M&T today to get my favorite things and they'll marinate it for you. They'll do whatever. I said, y'all, I'm about to be real high maintenance. They said, okay, we'll give you three people. Because you start on one end and the same person, you go down the road and you tell them, okay, I want that and I want that and I want that. And they just follow you down the meat counter. And they gave me three people today. They were like, you're going to be high maintenance. We will see your high maintenance, ma'am. And we, we see your tiara, even though it's not on your head. And we will just help you however you want it. And we will do whatever you want. And they did. And they were glad to do it. And they were thankful for my business you know they were just great so I have a whole bag full of things in the freezer um, that will last me a while M&T nice. if you know you know they also you sent me a picture it looks like they also sell cakes they sell okay so they had half cakes that you could buy that are locally made they make their own um like potato salad coleslaw they have a big sea I didn't even go to the seafood side because I didn't really want to I don't know. I didn't want to transport it that far. I don't know. I would have brought it back here to make it, but going all the way to Buford, I want anyway. Um, but they have veg, they have fresh vegetables, they have cakes and pies, they have jams and jellies. I mean, it is they don't have the store stuff like Stripland sells a bunch of stuff, like you know, dish towels and Tide pods and you know they have a few groceries this is just food so just meat and vegetables and seafood and it's wonderful well i'm uh, so glad you got to stop in there i know so i got breakfast sausage and boudin and vidalia onion uh sausage and uh that was it it was yeah and pork chops and chicken and anyway i'm so excited well good so if you're in South Georgia at all or near South Georgia or come through there, it is not that far off the interstate off 16 or 75. That would I be highly south, recommend. That would be Southeast Georgia. Yeah, Southeast Georgia. We should specify. Yeah, Hawkinsville. Go to M&T Meats. Um, I'm hoping I get to take Mandy at some point when we do start doing our um, food trips. We've got lots that we want to do. Absolutely. So, um, anyway, go to M and T Meats. Well, good. I'm so glad you had a good weekend. Yeah, I did. The nice restorative beginning of your week. Yeah. And, so now, have you been doing classes all this time too, or a class in the car <laughs> on the way up? It ended like five minutes before I got to M and T Meats, so the timing was perfect. Good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did a. a 
one of my, um, so I skipped my Monday class. He knew I was going to be out. I don't have any absences in case the boomers are listening, but I don't think they are. Um, and then today I did it in the car on YouTube. No, YouTube on this thing, Zoom. And then um, tomorrow I'll get back up there by the time I'm supposed to be online. So, okay. Well, good. Yeah. Good. 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 Um, so I am so excited. Excited. I'm looking at your list and um that I cannot wait to hear about your five your favorites. Well yeah. So, so um first uh it's <laughs> I started this after I got home from church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um because I wore I have this skirt um and it's by Farm Rio. Okay. If you guys are familiar at all with Farm Rio, I think that I started in Texas. Okay. Um, and it's a women's clothing company. Right now. <laughs> it's a women's clothing company. And it they just have really patterned, brightly patterned um, clothes. And <laughs> when my sister, <laughs> y'all should see Katie's face. When my sister was getting married yeah. a couple of years ago, she was uh, she got married down in Longboat Key, and I thought, okay, this is the perfect occasion for a farm Rio dress for her rehearsal dinner because it was you know at the beach and the, everything's outdoors, and so I worked really hard and I got the skirt um, to wear to her rehearsal dinner. They and are it, statement pieces. Yeah, they are. They are, and this is like um sort of a tiered ruffle and every tier is a different fabric so it's a different pattern um and so you know you can't wear it all the time because you wear it once and everybody's like oh my god i love it um so i wore it in moultrie when they named the stage after my dad um back i think that was in february and they had an after party and I walked in the after party uh it's actually the dad of one of my sister's best friends and he said Mandy I saw you walking in I thought who is that flamboyant woman in that flamboyant skirt <laughs> so these are uh, beautiful and now I'm gonna be looking for an occasion but they're so comfortable um and they have a lot of good sales like if you see something you like i would say hold off because they have pretty regular sales um Ooh, they have so look can, at the sweaters too yeah yeah it's good stuff i highly recommend it and it's i mean like the skirt i can wash the skirt i don't even have to take the dry cleaners like i just highly recommend so i wore it at church on sunday and four people must have been like oh my god that is the cutest skirt um and then people told me not to put my choir robe on <laughs> just leave my skirt out but of course i did but my they also robe. have a partnership with adidas and have really cute workout clothes that so, are not as flamboyantly as expensive flamboyant dresses uh, oh my new favorite thing had to recommend some farm rio love it um the next thing is a book and a television show. Yes. Um, but I'm going to require that you read the book first. All right. Um, Lessons in Chemistry. Okay. Um, I I think I actually listened to it this summer. Um, and it's just, it's just a great book. It's um, follows some chemists. Um, and so you kind of, as I recall the book is told like different chapters are told from different perspectives I think okay um and so you know as you might imagine chemists are sort of a particular personality or you know they can be yeah because their brains work very differently um from not like mine for most of us um (laughs) and so it's fun to kind of get their quirky perspective on things and it's set like in the 50s okay um and one of the main characters is a woman chemist yeah and it also sort of it flashes forward and back in time yep. in the so book. brie larson plays her in the so yes yeah, so it has been adapted to uh for television it's on apple tv 
Um, and yes, Brie Larson plays the main character on the television show. And I started watching it uh, this weekend since I don't have any more baseball to watch or a lot less baseball to yeah. watch. Um, and it's good. I, I, I like the adaptation. It's funny too. There's a railing plays a big part in it. And so of course I love that. Caldwell should be watching. That's right. I, I was I was listening to it. I remember I had my headphones on at one point, and we were together. And I looked at him, and I was like, "They're talking about an erg in my book." And he's like, "Great, I don't care." I was all excited about it. Yeah. Um. But yes, yeah, so I recommend both of those: okay. the book and the television series. I've okay. only they've released two episodes. I've watched two episodes. Okay. Um. And have enjoyed that. Um, another television show I was going to recommend because it's all TV all the time from here on out, y'all. I love um, this. Call the Midwife. One of my favorites. It's on Netflix. It's been out forever. I think they just released maybe their 10th season. Um, I was 12th, but. So a yeah. lot of seasons. Yeah. It's great. Like if it you is... just want to have, like it's great anyway, but it's also good sort of. You can put it on and do something else too. Yes, I do that a lot. You don't have to sit and pay very careful attention Uh um, because you're going to miss a plot point, you know? Um, So it's just sort of good company TV just to have on to keep the company. Um, Remind me who narrates it. Is it? um, It's one of the, I want to say one of the Redgraves, but did they? It is. Is it? Yeah, it's a Redgrave that narrates it. yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. One of my favorites. So it, it's it follows midwives in England post World War II. Mm-hmm. Um and it's yeah, it's just heartwarming. I think we're are we still in the sixties now in this newest season? It's, I don't I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it started as you can imagine since it spans so many yeah. seasons. And they always do a Christmas special, which apparently is a thing with British television. Yep. All the big British shows like to do a Christmas special every year. So there's always a fun little heartwarming Christmas special. But it's really like, it's interesting that, you know, the topics they really delve into. Um, But anyway, that's just some good comfort watching. I would recommend. And not agree more. You could not agree more. And you were said first. Yeah, yeah I so, could not agree more. I love that show. Okay. Um, I'm throwing this in here. This isn't on my list, but I've been uh suddenly I have fallen into the Kelsey hole. So yeah, I told you I watched the documentary that you recommended. Let's not and, put it that way. We don't fall into the Kelsey hole. We listen. are explicit. Come on. Um Sorry. So I'm really tired. <laughs> so I've been listening to the podcast. Yeah, New Heights. Isn't it good? So good. Yeah. What started me, like I had started listening to it, and then I'm like really deep diving into it at this point. Because yes. I started looking at pictures of Tay Tay yeah. and Travis. Yep. Who I'm, and, I'm here for. I hope it's gonna work. Yeah, it's, I'm all for them. Yeah. I like them both. Um, as my friend Allison said, Brooklyn Allison, not Tifton Allison. Um, she said, it's a little concerning that all these little girls are so invested in a 30-year-old's love life. Yes. That part, I don't I love. I agree with that part. I yeah. can be invested because I'm an adult and I can. Right. The rest of us, it's fine. Yeah. The um, little girls I agree with. But it's just, it's just you know, I I really like Travis Kelsey. I like Jason too. I like them. yeah, I like Jason too very uh, much. I just like those boys. They are good boys, and they love their mama. I have theories about their dad, but that's we can talk about that offline. Uh, uh, well, they have talked dad. about. I've seen interviews where they have talked about the fact that their parents yeah. probably would have divorced. Yeah. Yes, have so they they're not very open about that part. Yeah. So supportive, like they, they they could not, and their parents have said, like we couldn't figure out how to get these boys to all their practices yep. if we were not together. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But anyway, that's, I was just listening to today's podcast. So they good. Laughing, I, yeah. Talking about how their dad was up in the suite talking to Taylor this week and how nervous that makes them because it's just no telling what their dad might be saying. But then they started right. like narrating what he was saying and probably what it was was that he's really started listening to her music and the way he's done so is he has gone to the library and checked out all of her CDs and then burned them onto his computer so that he could listen to them. And they said, we feel sure, we feel sure he was telling her about how he has, you know, pirated her music and not paid for it. So funny. Um, But anyway, so yeah, I'm really great podcast. And even if you don't like football or don't understand football, they're just so much fun. Yeah. I like that you I think what started me on this, I saw yesterday a woman on Instagram was like, I, she was sharing a clip and she's like, I don't know these people. All I know is they're football people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the clip was, they were talking about Jason going to the premiere of the documentary. Yep. And flip-flops. And, and flip-flops and yep. shorts. Yep. And Jason says, well, uh, Kylie was supposed to bring me jeans. Yeah. And Travis's response to that was, why wasn't Jason responsible for Jason's jeans? And then they proceed to have a conversation wherein Travis comes to the realization. I mean, Jason comes to the realization that Travis is exactly right. Yeah. Jason should be responsible for Jason's jeans because Kylie's responsible for getting herself dressed and their three children dressed into the movie. So it doesn't even dawn on Jason Kelsey that he could have put a pair of jeans in his own bag. Right. That cracked me up. Which if you've watched the documentary, that makes total sense because they show in that documentary, like he is, if his head was not attached, he would lose he it. Would lose it a hundred percent. But the point this woman on Instagram was making was how powerful that yep. is. Yes. To for these men who yes. are, you know, in this profession that is so revered by other men for them to have this conversation on the microphone and see the process of dealing with that and dealing with it with humor yep but that how eye-opening that can be to you know what a long way it goes to dismantling the patriarchal systems that are just embedded in us so I, i really do think though like you said I don't think Jason meant anything patriot. I think he could not find his head. Right. It was not on his shoulders. Well, and even that's the thing about patriarchal systems is what you don't have to mean them. Yeah. They're in us. Yeah. 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 None of us mean when we fall fall prey to these systems. It's not, we don't do it intentionally. That's why it's in a system. It it just happens. It just is folks. And Whether so you I, mean to or not. I love that Jason was called out by another man for it, though. It would have been right. totally different if Kylie had called him out when she was on the podcast. But because Travis did it, it still took him a minute. God yeah. but, but he, he did. Yeah. yeah. My favorite part of the podcast is when the sweet little girl comes on Wyatt, their oldest. And she says, I'm in my leotard. And Travis goes, Travis says, nice pronunciation. Nice pronunciation. Like, that's what he goes. <laughs> yeah, really cute. Yeah, really so cute. sweet. Yeah. So sweet. So, um, sign on that one, too. Yeah. Um, okay, and then I finally, I saw something today. I think maybe it was on Southern Living's Instagram where it was sharing a master grocery list for Thanksgiving. Love it. And I thought, well, does everybody not already already do this? Uh, So I wanted to encourage you. Now would be a great time because I myself did a master grocery list organized by aisle way back in like 2005. And I saved it in my Google Docs. And every year, 
I've just pull up that master grocery list and either take it myself to the grocery store the years I'm grocery shopping or I email it to whomever is doing the grocery shopping. Because let's be honest, your Thanksgiving recipes are not changing that much year after year. Um, if you're right. anything like most families, you're making the same thing over and over again. And if you try to make something different, somebody's going to revolt at the table. Um, so just go ahead and uh, pull that out. And now will be a great time to do it. Yeah, I don't see it on Southern Living, so you're going to have to find it for us and repost okay. it. Um, but yeah, just go ahead and make your, and here's the other thing. Yeah. You can go ahead and start buying some stuff. If you want to be a real overachiever, Look. you can go ahead and buy some cornmeal. You can buy some canned pumpkin. Yeah. You the things can buy you know you won't be able to find. Broth. Yeah. So what I'm going to say to you right now is that my angel Gogi is in heaven rejoicing because we used to not make fun, but poke fun because she did this. Now this woman recreated it every year because she did not computer, but on her counter starting in probably October, maybe even September was the list of groceries she needed y'all well, y'all laughed at her because y'all have never been in charge of cooking thanksgiving dinner she Those would let us, us just for the record she would not let us for the record those of us I, I respect that too get out of the yeah. kitchen yeah no i do not need your help no right. goodbye thank yeah. you will you come crumble this cornbread for the dressing that yeah. is it everybody else get out of my way so she would put one single line through each thing when she bought it. So she would know what she already had and what she still needed. She also had a to-do list on the, uh, on the right side of the page of like, Oh yeah. She this cheated. This will be on a find your food. She cheated at the SNS with a few things. Yeah. And so she would put like, you know, her to-do list on top of the, the grocery list. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm all for that. And if I was cooking a big meal, I would absolutely do the same thing. And maybe, however, maybe I'm should, telling you, I am not doing this. Maybe we should do like a a tutelage of how to make your life easier headed into Thanksgiving. Yes. Um. I also, the other thing you do, um, for grocery shopping in general, it's called buy me a pie, and it color codes your grocery list by the section. Well, there you go. I myself recommend. Uh, I just recommended this to my friend Kelly, who was down here. Like, if you, I hate Publix. We'll get into that one day as to why if I wear my Publix green shirt. I hate Publix, so I hate recommending anything to do with Publix. But I have to shop at Publix because I live in Florida. Yeah. Um, and I use the Publix app because you can make a list on their app, and whenever you walk into the store, it uses the location services because we're living in a George Orwellian novel and it knows where you are, but it takes your list and really? rearranges it to whatever store you're in. I might have to switch now. Don't go to Publix. You have options. Well, no for everyday groceries. No, go to Kroger. But not mm. go to IGA. Uh, the you know surprisingly there are mainly public go to Harris Cedar go well, anywhere other than public you know I go to the Trader Joe's for a lot I of know. but uh, I'll right around you. me there are no other options but Publix I'll carry you some Publix I'll tell that story okay. God, Publix um but anyway so I'm right look, next to the uh I'm in Macon where we have things called the murder Kroger and the Crow Crow and the <laughs> Macon'sfield Kroger girl. You can get some good plants up in there. I bet they got their mums out. Not anymore, honey. <laughs> Miss so, the good Macon'sfield Kroger. I, I will it used to be great. My um dad's childhood friend, and this is down a rabbit hole, but my dad's childhood friend, Ben Butt. Yep, his last name is B-U-T-T. -T, ben Butt is one of the kindest people you've ever met in your life. When Ben was the manager down here, it was exactly that. It was a wonderful Kroger, but he is not anymore. 
And um, the last time I stepped foot in that place, I walked past three homeless people charging their cell phones in the lobby, high on something. And then when I got in there to start shopping, they said, we have a code 19 in section 23. And I didn't know what a code 19 was and I didn't know what section 23 was, but I knew I didn't want to be in either. <laughs> and somebody had gotten stabbed. So I have not gone back in that group. That's a shame. It is but, a shame. It really is. It really but is. listen, go somewhere other than Publix. Um, but back, anyway, back to your grocery list. So the other thing you do if you're planning a big meal is, and we can get into more detail about this later if we think we should, um, you start from the time you want to sit down to eat. Yes. And, and you work backwards mm -hmm. with your with your dishes. Yep. So, you know, on Thanksgiving, uh, you gotta get I gotta get my turkey in early because it's gotta finish cooking because I have to use the drippings from the turkey and the yep. dressing, and the dressing's gonna take an hour. So I mean, you know, like you just yep. it's sort of like a backtrack. a math word problem. I think we should do a Thanksgiving episode with tips and tricks like that. Okay, we can do okay. that. I think we should. Um, but go ahead now and, and sit down at your computer, y'all. Yep. And do your list and save it somewhere yep. where you're going to find it. My life is great now because we typically do Thanksgiving. Like, my goal in life would be to have Thanksgiving at my house. Hmm. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Because my goal in life is to go to the Greenbrier for Thanksgiving. I don't have a dining room table. Oh, um, so we're not having it at my house. Mm -hmm. So I have to go somewhere else to cook it. Um, but the good news is there there have been times in my life where not only have I driven seven hours, I have had to grocery shop when I got there. Yeah. And then cook it all. Yeah. That's happened more than once in my life. Yeah. Um, but now kudos to Lewis. Lewis. Lewis for the win. Lewis does all the Thanksgiving grocery shopping. Love it. Now he'll call me 47 times. Okay. And they are presently in my sister's pantry. Every uh, seasoning and herb possibly mm -hmm. known to man because he doesn't look at anything before he buys it. He just buys new. I don't care. I think that's great. I think it's call great. me 50 times as long as I don't have to do the grocery yep. shopping. Golden. Love Bonus. It. So anyway, but yeah, so I, I thought that. that's great. That's one of my favorite things is that I have my Thanksgiving grocery list organized by aisle. Yeah. I've always been like Gogi, of course, would never, you know, give control up of anything. So I helped, but I did not cook. And then, but it was, she wouldn't even let us in the house to help her. Like it was, hey, Katie, I'm out of this. Can you go get it? Yes. Yeah. Drop it off at the door and go away. <laughs> um until we got there um uh, my mom has always been allowed she's a great cook and so she's been allowed to bring some things but only limited um her sister god rest her soul was never allowed to bring anything <laughs> the rolls in the ice no not even that <laughs> nope Oh, so, funny. so yeah yeah so i watched the process for many many years now i did have to go clean the house that was my job was i had to come scrub get on the dining room table and wipe down the chandelier and all the things right, right. um so that was part of my job so we i saw the list and i was around it yeah yeah well that's one of my, that's my last favorite thing of the week. Love Highly it. recommend it. I am here for all these things. And I've, again, once again, you always teach me things I did not know. And I'm <laughs> so excited. So excited. Oh, one thing I am going to add to my um, grocery list for when I get back, because I'm almost out, is tomatoes. Oh. Batch two of the slow roasted tomatoes and if you haven't listened to that episode yet people go listen you need them desperately um so yeah so i'll be back to my regular place next time not that anybody can see me but mandy um 
the way I'm set up right now, you can't tell, but it looks like I'm I have a halo on, which we all know that's not true. Um, so thank you, Mandy. Thank you for being patient with me this week and rescheduling and for putting up with punchy tired Katie. Not a problem. Um, and I'm so excited. We will get okay. So here is a note. JT said that I did something wrong. I mean, shocker. Um, and he's got lots of patience and grace for us both, and we're thankful for that. Episode two is not on all the platforms yet, but I promise we're gonna get it. So have patience. It's coming. If it skips, that's why, because it's me. My fault. There you go. Um, but we are so thankful for all of y'all for hanging in there and for moving over to the other platforms if you want to. And we appreciate you very, very much. Have a good week, everybody. Especially Brooker. Brooker. We need to have her as our first guest, Mandy. <laughs> She'll have to have a table in front of her to bang on when she laughs. There might be singing involved. Oh, please let there be. <laughs> y'all have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.